The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from intimacy specialist, public speaker, writer, actress, and curator of immersive events, Lila Dinolo of Horizontal with Lila. Hi there, it's me again. And you know what? Despite a broken foot and a borked ankle and everything else, I'm in a great mood today, and I thought I should hurry up and record a Dixie Ramble before it went away. I just got off the phone with the infamous Annie Sprinkle. If you don't know Annie Sprinkle, she's a pornographer, she's a sexologist, she's an ecosexual, and she is an all-around great human being and a dear, dear friend. And she was climbing a hill on a walk with her dog, Butch, and she thought of me because we used to try and get our dogs together when Quake was alive. So we had a good catch up. And the conversation was about reinvention. We're all trying to reinvent ourselves right now. What's next? The world seems to have shredded our previous careers. So how do we figure out who we're going to be in the future, in 2023, wherever? So we talked about what we wanted and what we hoped for. And who knows, we may be even getting together to start working on that together. That would be great, because I don't get to see nearly enough people in person anymore. This past week, I had my friend Mayan, who was visiting from Seattle, and it turned out the place that she was planning to stay in San Francisco had fallen apart. Somebody else double booked something, and she asked if she could stay at my house. And I normally don't do that. But Mayan is one of those calm people, the kind of person that You can continue doing your work. You're gonna enjoy the conversation. So I said yes, nervously, and it was so good. I had such a great time. In fact, on Galentine's Day of this past week, she ordered Israeli street food. I made us hot chocolate for dessert, and we stayed up talking until 2 a.m. Yes, it distracted me from my work, but it really invigorated me. And the next day when I went to teach my new workshop, How to Be Body, when a lot of things went wrong, when my assistant's internet went out and I couldn't get access to stuff that I desperately needed, I just handled it so calmly. And I think a big part of that was that I just need in-person time way more than I'm getting it. So I'm gonna try and fix that in the near future. And I also wanted to get back to you on the story of my friend, Jen Angel. I told you last week 
about the robbery and attack on Jen and that she had died from her injuries. And I got a message just earlier today that said, that statement you read from Jen Angel's family statement was the most truly Christian thing I've heard and felt in a while, and not in a bad way, in a good in this dark world way. I agree. I was astounded at it because we don't really see people take care of each other in that way. I'm still conflicted about it, but it was. It was a unique point of view in reaction to a time when you would normally fall apart because you just lost your friend, your daughter. It was a surprising way to react. Well, I wanted to tell you that I had just found out that there was an honor walk marking Jen Angel's organ donation. Her organs were donated and were expected to help 70 people. And Jen Angel's heart was put into another human being on Valentine's Day. Isn't that incredible? The whole story, heartbreaking and heartwarming at the exact same time. So I wanted to share those things with you. I have a student in my How to Be Body class that I'm teaching right now. And while everybody else is very excited to share their dirty, dirty stories, one student was like, oh, God, when it gets to sex, I'm like, whatever. But my favorite part is the Dixie Ramble. So if this part is your favorite part, there you go. I hope it'll hold you to next week. Honestly, the Dixie Ramble is the hardest part for me. It's like going to therapy and going, what can I possibly say? And at the same time, how do I decide which of the 9 million things I want to talk about I can say? It's a podcast. I know I'm supposed to talk, but sometimes it's hard when you get that close to the bone. And you have to be vulnerable about what's really going on in your life. I have one show scheduled. And after that, I have nothing scheduled. And I'm scared as fuck. But I'm not giving up. Persistence. That is one of my number one traits. And I'm going to figure this out. If you have ideas, you know I want to hear them. You know my email address. And let's figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up, okay? Are you looking for a special something for you and a partner? Like a Kitten makes the perfect sexy gift for you both to enjoy. Like a Kitten creates thoughtfully designed gift boxes with all your erotic essentials. They'll ship you a box with tantalizing toys, lubes, and games for a mind-blowing night. Love Oral? The Oral Fun Box will take it to the next level. It comes complete with a clit-stimulating balm, furry handcuffs, and even vibrating pleasure beads. If you're looking to turn up the romance, the Lover's Bedroom Box is for you. You can stimulate each other with their Like a Kitten Vibrator and Tanga Egg Masturbator. I'm really excited about what I got, the Party of Two Box, and it's perfect for anyone who likes to play. You can roll the dice with their kinky BDSM dice, tease each other with a mini flogger and nipple clamps, or tie each other up with some erotic black tape. I love that mini flogger. If these pre-made boxes aren't exactly what you're looking for, then you can build your own box with some of Like a Kitten's standalone items, many of which are priced at 25% off right now. Choose your favorites and they'll ship you your own custom gift box with all your hand-picked erotic essentials. It's your one-stop shop for a perfect evening. And a portion of all sales goes to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. So you can feel good about feeling good. 
Right now, Like a Kitten is offering body storytelling listeners 15% off when you go to likeakitten.com slash D-I-X-I-E and enter the code Dixie. These sexy boxes are all at least 25% off retail value. So with our special discount of another 15%, you'll receive a total of 40% off retail value. Surprise your partner with a box from Like a Kitten. Just go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or use that code D-I-X-I-E right now to get 15% off. And there's a link in the episode's description. It's almost here. It's Body Storytelling's 16th anniversary show. 16 years of true stories of sex, kink, and gender. This bad idea I had so many years ago is still going. And I highly suggest you go to this show if you possibly can. I don't have a single show booked after this one. I'm trying to figure out what's next. Things have been really weird in 2022. So I think I need to take a brief pause and reassess before I step into 2023. Whatever, it's March, who cares? (laughs) Body 16th anniversary which is themed Heartthrobs and Demigods, is happening on Saturday, February 25th. And it's going to be epic. Jefferson Berge's writing us a brand new song. The lineup is looking spectacular. And I'm going to tell you more soon. But meanwhile, grab your seats. There's front row tables. There's bango prizes and so much more. Plus, the best community and the best audience anywhere. Body is so different than every other show out there. You do not sit in your seat and listen. You're part of the show. And it just wouldn't be the same without you. So Saturday, February 25th, please be there in San Francisco or on the live stream. And there's a link to tickets in the show notes. You know I know a good sexy story when I hear it. And I believe that listening to stories can open us up to new experiences. Understanding your desires and indulging in pleasures has never been easier or more accessible because now there's Bloom. Bloom is an intimate audio platform that can help you take your pleasure to new heights. At Bloom, you can nourish your deepest desires with plot-based audio erotica, dirty talk stories, guided masturbation sessions, and more. And Bloom isn't just for solo pleasure. Their guided sex episodes and affirmations can help you connect with your partner on a deeper level. Plus, right now, Bloom is offering body storytelling listeners up to 50% off a subscription when you use the code BODY at bloomstories.com. Oh, and here's something really cool. Bloom Stories also sync with Lovence Toys to offer you a truly immersive experience, which means you can feel every intimate moment of their stories. How hot is that? When you go to bloomstories.com and use the code BODY, you'll save up to 50% off on a premium subscription. Nourish your desires by signing up for free today and listen to a selection of free stories and hundreds of samples from the entire Bloom catalog. And if you want to unlock all full episodes, upgrade to premium using the promo code B-A-W-D-Y. You'll be supporting this podcast and get access to tons of erotic stories. That's bloomstories.com and use the code BODY. There's a link in the episode's description. Are you ready to learn about this week's storyteller? Well, this week's storyteller is a dear friend and someone I've been talking to for years about getting onto the body storytelling stage. She came to a risk body collaboration in Brooklyn many years ago, and we've been discussing it ever since it finally happened this year. So here's your storyteller. 
Lila Dinolo is an intimacy specialist, a public speaker, writer, actress, and curator of immersive events. As the daughter of an American psychologist and a Brazilian social worker, she's been a student of human relationships for about as long as she's been a human. She's had pillow talk with thousands of people, most of whom were not her lovers, and 127 of her conversations are broadcast to the world to hear on her indie podcast, Horizontal with Lila. She's presented her intimacy frameworks as a TED Idea Search Latin America 2021 finalist, a business and fashion voices conference speaker, and a South by Southwest 2022 presenter. She's putting her NYU Tisch drama experimental theater wing BFA to use, isn't she? Positively Sex, her new podcast for iHeartMedia, the number one podcast network in all the land, began as a live interactive audio show and winner of Clubhouse's Creator First program. As a public speaker and creator of immersive events, she hosts happenings such as horizontal storytelling pajama parties, femdom kink tasters, connection games, hot love talks, and a sensual, intimate Valentine's experience for everyone, regardless of relationship status, called 14 Rooms. Friends who've met at these events are still dating five years later. This storyteller is Lila Danolo of Horizontal with Lila. an honor to be on any stage of Dixie's. As I tell her on the regular, I am waiting for her to be inducted into the Storytelling Hall of Fame. (laughs) She is laid out like a buffet, wearing only a pair of thin white cotton panties, as though she's innocent. She is surrounded by six people wearing lingerie, wielding tools like car buffers, floggers, pinwheels, and grapes. And I come downstairs, and I read the menu, and I look for something that is not being done. And what is not being done is somebody reading aloud to her. So I cast my eyes around for reading material, and I find the ethical slut and I open it to the references section. (laughs) And I read to her from the references section. (laughs) And everybody laughs and I'm like, am I doing this wrong? No, you are right, I was not doing it wrong because as my friend Mistress Lee says, laughter, the other orgasm. So she didn't come first, but we all came together. (laughs) Her name is Morel, and she is my friend and my housemate, and it was her birthday. Now, I'm living in this sex-positive intentional community called Hacienda Villa. That's how things like this happen on the regular in my basement. That's how I came downstairs to find such a thing occurring. And we have all kinds of events. We have 250-person sex parties. We have sex science socials. We have uh, my hashtag not a sex party connection events. We have tantra workshops. We have all kinds of things. And that means I've seen a lot of things. I have seen 
falls injected with saline. I have seen electroplates, and I have seen gangbangs of 30 people, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And all of these things are marvelous, and I don't want any of them. No. But I witness what Morel has, and I go, I want that. I want that for myself. At this time, I am dating a young man. And when I say young man, I mean it is the first young man I've ever dated since I was a young woman. He is 10 years younger than me. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing good with the people my age. Anyway, so I'm, I'm dating, dating this, this young man, Alan. And Alan is like a very white Barack Obama. But with the wrong politics. So I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I don't discover this until the morning that Trump is elected. This is true, y'all. Remember she said true stories. Okay. So we wake up the morning that Trump is elected and I am sobbing and he goes, you know, I don't really understand why you're so upset because pretty much anyone in office would be just about the same thing. I know! Uh, and that was actually not the death knell of our relationship. Uh, I know. The death knell of our relationship was that he yelled at me in a Jamba Juice. Nobody yells at baby in a Jamba Juice. Actually, I had never been yelled at before by a partner, and I was like, that's it. We're done. No more. Uh, but I had heard about this thing called a good breakup, and I wanted one for myself. So I asked if he would be willing, and one of the great things about Alan is that he was willing to try things, if he would be willing to do a conscious uncoupling, and I didn't know what that was gonna look like, but we were gonna create that together. And he agrees. So I asked Morel, who's a beautiful listener and impartial observer, if she would participate in this. And so she plays this, this uh, sounding board, and we both do a spring cleaning with her. We go into my little treehouse room on the third floor of Hacienda Villa, and he goes in, he has 20, 25 minutes to, to vent and share, and then I go in and I have the same, same amount of time to do such a thing. <laughs> and then we spend the night crying and holding each other and telling each other what was nice about being in relationship with one another. And I felt like I did a really good job. I was really proud of us. The next morning, I go downstairs to the second floor where Morel lives in her little treehouse room, and I go, I'm free! And I'm so delighted, and I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate this freedom, and I want to celebrate it with what she had. And I say, Morel, do you think I could, 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 we, do, could we do that? Could I have, can I have that? Can I please? Do you think? Maybe? And she's like, absolutely. I need you to do three things. One. I need you to write a menu of sensory delights. And I'm a very good student, right? So I, I separated it to appetizers and salads and entrees and desserts. And I've got my menu and I'm, I'm all ready. And then she says, two, you need to tell me exactly who you want to be there. And I've already thought about this, so I know the six people I want to be there. And then three, she said, and this is the most important, you need to tell me 10 days that you are available to do such a thing because the hardest thing about group sex is scheduling. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so she makes a doodle poll and we finally, you know, we finally, 
We find the moment, Doodle, for polyamorous and sex people everywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Doodle. I don't think they knew when they made it, but maybe one of them did. Maybe one of them's kinky motherfucker. The night comes, and I don't have to take care of anything. She is stage managing my fantasy. So I get to be up there in my little treehouse room. I'm all ready, I've shaved, and I'm wearing just this little peach nightie that is see-through, and you can just see my Bermuda Triangle, and I'm wearing no lipstick, because I know. And I'm <laughs> sitting there in my little armchair, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting a long time. And then eventually, she sends up a couple of humans. Now, I wanted three and three. I wanted three men and three women, but one of the women cannot attend, so it winds up being two women and three men. She sends up two of the men. They happen to both be brunette with hairless chests. They have their shirts off. They come up. They kiss me in turn. They take me out of my chair. They tickle me. And then they blindfold me, and they walk me three flights down to the basement. I know the basement very, very well. So I know that when they sit me in a chair, it is the throne. It is a red velvet ornate throne. It is wood carvings all around. I'm sitting in the throne. And they begin with the appetizers. So they begin massaging and nibbling at my feet. They begin stroking my hair. And they begin doing my favorite, favorite thing since I was a kid is these feather light fingertips all over your body. So, so, so light. And I'm like, lighter. So the complete opposite, right, of most things, like harder, harder, I'm like, later. <laughs> but it's so good, I can feel the electrical impulses all the way to my brain when they do this. Then they stand me up and we're moving on to the salads and they're salading me, which is not to be confused <laughs> with tossing the salad. It is not the same. They're salading me in my way, which is they're winding their fingers through my hair, the base of my neck and making fists, and they are uh, car buffering me, and they're massaging me, they're starting to stroke me, they're starting to bite my nipples and use the, the Wartenberg wheel up and down my body. And then we move on to the entree in which they tear off my blindfold and suddenly I can see, but they lie me down and the two women retreat and so I can't see them, so then I start to worry because, because maybe they're bored and I, maybe I need to like do something to help them and, and you know, entertain them. And then I'm like, no, 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 that's not your job. Your job is to receive, your job is to trust that these people chose to be here and they want to be here and they want to give to you because they signed up for this. Nobody, nobody was like, you must do this for her. They didn't do it under duress. They're not showing up to my little sensation gangbang under duress, right? So I'm just like, try, okay, just like trying to trust. And, and I have to remind myself of this maybe every three minutes as, as we're going along. They lay me down. I am completely nude. And I have three beautiful men attending to me. At one point, and it's the, the moment I most remember. I have one around my right shoulder, and I can turn my head and kiss him, and turn my head the other way, and he's nibbling at my neck or whispering in my ear. Because one of the things on my entree menu was I was like, I want you to think of a sexual encounter that was so hot for you that you want to tell that to me to get me hot. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite things. 
So I have one here and then one on my left side, and he's attending to my nipples, he's giving me gentle tweaks, he's also kissing me, he's rubbing all up and down my thighs and squeezing me at intervals that are surprising, which is my favorite. I love to be surprised, that's why I'm a sensation player. And then the one between my legs is going down on me because that is the edgiest thing that I put on my menu. And I put only things on my menu that I would have been happy for everybody to do to me so that I could relax. And this is happening in a rotation. <laughs> These people are going to, I've only ever been gone down on by one person in a day. Okay, this is like a very big deal for me. And then the one near my ear says, today I was camping with my wife who's also there, and we looked at your menu, and I said, oh my God, do I get to go down on Lila? And I was like, yes, yes you do. <laughs> and I had a crush on him for years, and so he rotates in, and he's going down on me, and then I have the one here, and I'm like, okay, well, oh, oh, now we've, we've, we've gotta, we gotta do it. We gotta, we gotta, I gotta, I gotta come, because, you know, as was said earlier, like, there are expectations. I have, I have things to do, um, and in order to come, I'm of course going to have to relax and focus. So I'm relaxing and focusing and relaxing and focusing and relaxing and focusing. <laughs> and I do! I come! And I'm witnessed by these women that I can't see, and I'm, that means I'm allowing people to see me, and I'm not an exhibitionist. Interestingly enough, being a performer, I'm not an exhibitionist at all. So I've allowed myself to be seen, and then I, I make it, and I have this beautiful orgasm. And then comes the dessert. So the dessert is I ask them to lie down on their backs, shoulder to shoulder, like little sardines, and then I drape my whole body over each of their bodies in turn, like non-dairy butter melting on gluten-free bread. <laughs> it's so good, so satisfying, and so sweet. And then it's time for socks, and they're getting ready. And I'm like, wait, 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 I have something for you. And I go over to the little table, and I have written out thank you cards <laughs> by hand. And I've chosen ostrich feathers that are color-coordinated to their personalities. And I have this gift for them. And then I realize, well, they're like, <laughs> you're so cute. You're still trying to take care of us. And I realize, oh, right, I can't just I have to give a gift back. But it's still sweet, right? I mean, it's nice. It's nice to get a gift after an orgy thing. So, sweet. I'm, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not mad at myself. So I, I decompress. The next day, Morel and I have a conversation. And Morel says, how did it feel? And I'm like, oh, I And then also uncomfortable because it feels like so much taking. And when I was a teenager and adolescent, all the way through my young adulthood, my mom would tell me that I was selfish. So I've spent my whole life trying not to be selfish and not to be a taker. It's not okay to be greedy. It's not okay to be a taker. It's not okay to be selfish. So that has led me to be the kind of lover who right after I come from oral sex and maybe even like, like towards the end of the orgasm, I'm already like jumping up to fillet my partner. 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I, that just is not ideal. And <laughs> this is not this is not what I teach other people, right? And I I want to be able to to bask, right? And that was a moment, the bread melting on butter, in which I actually basked. I was in 2017. I have never before or since asked anybody for two focused hours of their attention only on my pleasure. But I did it that one time. And it was five people, not one person. And if I did it once, I could do it again. I know that I'm not the only one who has trouble with receiving, and I kind of wished that everybody in the world could have this sort of experience, and I said, Morel, what do we call this? Because a lot of people in our community want gangbangs, and I'm super happy for them, but I don't want to be banged. That's not my desire. I wanted exactly what we had, but it, doesn't, it shouldn't be called that. That's not the right name for it. And she said... I think it's called a saturation. No one before or since has stood for my pleasure in the way that Morel stood for it. Not my lovers, not myself. But I want to be able to stand for my pleasure in this way. I want that for myself. And if you want that, I want that for you. So here's to our saturation.
That song was Dopamine by Burn. Body Storytelling and I need your assistance now more than ever to continue with this important work we're doing. Between COVID concerns and the rising cost to produce live theater, I've had to reduce the number of live shows I produce, and I'm scrambling to keep this thing going. 2022 knocked me on my ass financially. And as I watch successful venues and live shows fold all around me, honestly, it's like a new one every week. I wonder how I'm going to keep this thing I love so much. How am I going to keep it going? But with your assistance, body storytelling can continue despite hard times. I've shepherded thousands of true stories into the world. I've helped so many people who have a story burning inside them to tell their story to you for the very first time. I've coached them. I've held their hand. I've watched their panic attack result in life-changing moments for every person in a room, and then later on here on the podcast. I get fan mail for these stories. I'm told that that story changed their life. There's no other place like this where you can get a standing ovation for your honesty and vulnerability. Like I said, this is my life's work, and I want these stories to be heard, not hidden away. I believe everyone has a story. And that our stories, especially the intimate ones, help us understand and connect to each other. So, every dollar you send our way is greatly appreciated. This week, if you can make a one-time donation to Body Storytelling on Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal, you can even do it on Buy Me a Coffee. The best way to support Body is ongoing support through Patreon. And that's at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash body. Thank you for considering it. And if you're a Patreon supporter... Thank you for your ongoing support. I'm so glad we got to spend some time together this week. And it's going to be a week before I talk to you again. So in the meantime, can I ask you if you would maybe subscribe, rate, write a review for the Body Storytelling Podcast? It's a way for us to connect when this isn't happening. And I love knowing what you think. Thank you in advance for thinking about it. And I want to thank the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to Ty McKenzie, David Grossoff, Donald Mooney, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Roiland James, and podcast producer Roman Den Houdeker. Before you go, I want to introduce you to another podcast in the Pleasure Podcast family. You're about to hear from the horny housewife. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 263 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. And here's Jordan, the horny housewife. Thanks for listening. The Horny Housewife Podcast, the co-ed locker room where I, Jordan, your host, discuss the realities of sex and marriage, the evolution of sex and long-term relationships, dating your spouse, and inspiring creativity in the bedroom, spicing it up, mixing it up, whatever you want to call it. It's time to get intentional about the pleasure you desire to experience. Every week, expect to talk a little shit, learn some new things, and I'm answering your relatable and oh-so-interesting listener questions. Tune in every Monday for a new episode of the Horny Housewife Podcast.